0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd, so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, Give them some food yourselves. They replied, Five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about five thousand. Then he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty. They did so, and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven... He said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied, and when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled twelve wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord A proud grandpa was babysitting his six-year-old grandson. They had a great day. But at supper time, when Grandpa put the meal on the table, his grandson wanted none of it. The grandfather pleaded, cajoled, and threatened. Finally, he threw up his hands. What am I going to do? You don't like soup? You don't like meat? You don't like vegetables? What do you like? The boy thought for a moment, and then, with a smile, said, I like you, Grandpa. Grandpa? The boy reminds us that we need more than food to live. Our lives are ultimately about the people who are in our lives, our families, our friends, those whom we love and serve. In the first letter to the Corinthians, Paul is challenging the community on their behavior at the Eucharist. In those days, the Eucharist was celebrated at the evening meal. In a typical Roman home, there was an area in which the more privileged guests could recline around a low table, and then there was a larger area where other, less important guests could gather to eat. It's the same on our airplanes. There were first-class guests, and then there were second-class guests, with the quality of the service and the menu graded accordingly. In their coming together, Paul argued that they do not really come together at all. Paul's rehearsal of the solemn account of the Last Supper is meant to shock the Corinthians into the realization that their failure to care for one another's needs is to miss the whole point of the Lord's Supper. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Do this in memory of me, What Jesus is asking of us is much more than to break the bread and share the cup. In the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup, Jesus is handing over his life to us in the Eucharist, inviting us to do the same. When the disciples suggest that Jesus should send the crowd away to go and buy food, Jesus says to them, You give them something to eat. What Jesus is really suggesting to them, give them yourselves. Jesus is inviting them to do Eucharist. One of the most beautiful descriptions of the mission of the Church comes from the Constitution on the Church in the modern world, from the Second Vatican Council. Here's the opening line. The joys and hopes... The grief and anguish of the people of our time, especially those who are poor or afflicted in any way, are the joys and hopes, the grief and anguish of the followers of Christ as well. Nothing that is genuinely human fails to find an echo in their hearts. Jesus has been trying to form his apostles with this understanding. A few verses before today's Gospel, Jesus sent the twelve out on mission with these instructions. Take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, not even an extra tunic. The apostles would have been totally dependent on the hospitality of those whom they met along the way. Apparently, they still had much to learn, Rather than setting themselves apart from the crowds, Jesus encouraged his disciples to imitate him, to stand in solidarity with the poor, the hungry, the thirsty, and the weary. Luke is also making a direct reference to Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread, and Jesus was placed in a manger, a feeding trough. Jesus will be bread for the world. In asking Jesus to dismiss the crowd, the twelve were denying them hospitality and asking Jesus to do the same. The one denied hospitality at Bethlehem would instead offer hospitality here in the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. So we are to do this in memory of Jesus. We are not to send people away to fend for themselves. We are to give them ourselves. When we come forward in the communion procession, the minister addresses us with these words, the body of Christ, and we say, Amen. Amen to the gift that is offered to us. This is my body that is for you. But there is more to our Amen. Paul reminded the Corinthians now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. The late Jesuit theologian Karl Rahner draws a connection between the Eucharist celebrated in church and the Eucharistic procession outside the church that became common during the Middle Ages. The people who marched in these processions, he wrote, did so with the conviction that that they were carrying the Most Holy One into every aspect of their lives. St. Augustine said it this way, Behold who you are, become what you receive. You are the Christ for everyone you will meet when you walk out of the church today. Be bread, broken and given, Give of yourself your time and energy. The mission of the twelve and of the church was to continue Jesus' proclamation of the kingdom of God, gathering all those who have been scattered. Dominican Father Timothy Radcliffe says, This is the breathing of the church. The history of salvation is the story of God's breath filling and emptying our lungs. We are gathered around the altar for communion and sent out. God filling and emptying the lungs of the church. The rhythm of gathering the community around the altar and then sending it away belongs to the oxygenation of the church's lifeblood. Without it, the church would stop breathing and die. That is why we do not conclude the Mass with an Amen as if Mass were completed and finished. We are sent forth to do in the world what we do here. The Mass is not ended. The Mass continues in us. You give them something to eat. Do this in memory of me.